Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news, gossip and reality TV craziness. I'm Marnie Dixit and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host Samma Rose. Hello. Coming up on the show, we chat about some COVIDiots. I love that word. Amy Schumer finally changed her son's name after realising that it sounded a little rude and we've got more Tiger King gossip and heaps more. But first, let's get into some quick bait where we fill you in on everything that's happened in the entertainment world this week. Okay, guys. So first up for Quickbait is a pretty weird story. Around the world, there is a conspiracy that coronavirus is spreading because of 5G. Now, the theory is that 5G somehow weakens the human immune system and that the virus is transmitted via radio waves. And celebrities such as Woody Harrelson and Married at First Sight's Amanda McAuliffe are joining in on the conspiracy. Harrelson shared a report about COVID-19 and its link to 5G on social media and said 5G radiation is exacerbating the contagion's spread and making it more lethal. McAuliffe said in a since-deleted post to a Facebook group called Stop 5G Victoria that she was ready to protest as she was sick of the house arrest and she knows their agenda. Marnie, what the fuck is going on? I mean, honestly, I, like, that's what I was I love the word COVIDiot because it's just like, what are you on about, guys? Like, as far as I'm aware and as far as most people are aware, I assume COVID-19 started when it was transmitted from a bat to a human. It might not even have even been like a bat to a human straight off. It might have been bat to another animal to a human. So whether that was, you know, in that unsanitary market that they've talked about or there's even a rumor that it started in a lab that was researching coronaviruses i think that theory is more believable than the 5g theory 100 <laughs> percent. i'm just like surprised by some of the people that have come through like rapper mia i was like what is she doing in on this whole thing i thought that she was quite like switched on you know um but i am less surprised to hear that um amanda from maths is involved because i mean you know, she said some odd things on Married at First Sight, so I, I guess I kind of believe it. But I thought it was so funny that she was talking about staging a protest when you can't even have more than two people together outside <laughs> even. So I'm like, what are you on about? And police even went to her house when they saw what she was talking about online and told her they were like, you need to shut this down because you cannot do this. You will be arrested. And then she was saying that she supported Trump. Yeah. Which was so weird. What is going on? I don't know. I thought that it was quite interesting because you sent through an article actually and it was saying that there's research from Oxford University's Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism and they found that um, posts from celebrities and other public figures only actually accounted for 20% of the coronavirus misinformation. So there's heaps of misinformation out there. But their posts made up 70% of engagement. So those are the posts that people are seeing and they're um, engaging with. So it's it's pretty shit to know that that's the kind of thing that's happening and, like, that silly people kind of think, well, if they're saying it, it must be true. Yeah, it just shows. And we say it time and time again. It shows that how much influence you have as a celebrity. And I just... Yeah, I don't want to see something like what happened in England. Did you see that people in the UK have been burning down 5G towers in protest? I heard about that. Surely, is that not going to just like, I'm I'm assuming, and I, I could be so, so wrong. Is that like taxpayer money? I don't know. That is going into these things? It could be. I'm not sure. It could just be the the networks, maybe they pay for it, but... 
It's horrible. What what a waste. And aren't they worried they'll create like a like a super monster with the fire and the radiation and Yeah, oh my god, so true. If that's what they believe. <laughs> yeah, if that's what they believe, as if that's not what they think. Ellen DeGeneres is in hot water again this week as it's been revealed crew members from her TV show are receiving a 60% pay cut despite the fact that Ellen is still recording her show from home and over 30 employees were kept in the dark about the future of their jobs for over a month while Ellen hired a different team to help record her show at her house. Ellen herself has said that she misses her crew and she wants to support them so that's why she's recording her show from home. Um, yeah, something doesn't add up there. No, 100%. If they're still making the show, surely they're still making money. Because I'm assuming that the show is still going out to the, you know, TV networks and things. So um, why are they not getting paid? Because they have said that they're getting like a 60% reduction in their pay. And that's pretty much the only communication they've really had that about the show. It just makes no sense. And I saw that Jimmy Kimmel was paying people working on his show um, during because they had a shutdown and they couldn't work, but he paid them from his own pocket, which is so lovely. And those shows, I think the network is ABC, they're still, they're going to continue to pay people their full wages. So I'm kind of like, Ellen, come on, you're worth like 330 mil US, I think. What's going on here? Come on, be, what would she say? Like, be kind to one another. How about being kind to the people that work with you? What's going on? It's so true because what doesn't make sense in my mind is that none of these people were told for a month. They were asking about the the security of their job, about their pay. And then I think they were also talking about how they were struggling with mental health issues and they just weren't spoken to for a whole month. And now Ellen's hired another crew. I don't don't understand why the only theory i may have is maybe she saw all those stories come out about how mean she was to her producers and maybe she's like "Mm, (laughs) this is revenge time i bet (laughs) some of them leaked these stories oh that's the only thing i can think right yeah i hadn't thought about it that way that i mean i guess that could be a thing um did you also see because we spoke about nikki tutorials earlier this year um when she was outed in a really horrible way for being transgender um and she went on the show in January probably around the same time that we spoke about her and she was basically saying that she had a really horrible time on the Ellen show um she her quote was maybe I'm being naive but I expected them to welcome me with confetti you know welcome to the Ellen DeGeneres show but instead I got greeted by an angry intern who was a bit overworked I expected a Disney show but I got Teletubbies after dark which sounds super creepy to me um (laughs) sounds terrifying i know and then she was basically like don't meet your idols guys because they only let you down oh that's rough more and more like i'm just kind of like i don't think i can look at ellen the same way yeah that's so true but i'm also like come on nikki tutorials you don't need confetti to be welcome to a show like yeah it's awful if they were rude to her but I think that that was just like a, you know, I think she was just saying that I expected it to be a warm welcome kind of thing. I I don't think she literally expected (laughs) confetti, but you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, just like, (laughs) you know, someone that looked happy to see her there. Mm. And apparently every guest on the show gets like a private bathroom and she didn't get one, which I'm just like, oh, this is weird. Well, that's a bit odd. So I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Ellen. I'm not sure if you noticed this, Samma, but when Amy Schumer and her husband, Chris Fisher, announced their baby boy's name last year, almost a year ago, actually, it was Jean Attell Fisher. A lot of people were like, is this a joke? Because it legit sounds like she named her son Genital. Oh, no. Did you, like, is that what went through your mind when you no, first heard when it? No, I, I didn't know the kid's middle name, to be fair, but when I heard it was Jean, I was like, oh, poor kid. I know, right? What a <laughs> weird name. But Genital. <laughs> That's awful. She revealed that she changed her son's name on her podcast, Three Girls, One Keith, and she said, it's now Jean David Fisher. It was Jean Attell Fisher, but we realised that we, by accident, named our son Genital. And I just love that she realised so much later than everyone, when she's a comedian and you would expect for her to be the first person to, like, see that that's what she had done. I expected that she would be sitting there trying out all these names and being like, if I was bullying someone in school, what name could I give them from this process? Because isn't that what every parent thinks? Like, honestly. You'd think so. Yeah, 100%. So um, the whole reason that he had the middle name Attell was because um, she named him after her good friend Dave Attell. Um, So (laughs) she was speaking to Dave and she was kind of like, okay, we need to change this kid's middle name. It's not working. We called him genital. What can we change it to? So they decided on the name David because it connects to Dave and Amy's dad, his middle name is also David. So it worked I think on a on a better level than a tell. So Most um, definitely. And I, I, know, I thought it was so funny because she shared a selfie of her and her husband, and the caption was, "Oh, like you never named your kid Genital Fisher." <laughs> <laughs> but what you were saying earlier, Marnie, about people like thinking this through every single time—it's so true. Like I've got an exa- a great example in my mind. It's great, but my my grandparents had to avoid something pretty awkward when they were naming my dad. So my really? dad goes by Alan, which is his middle name. Legally, it's oh, okay. his middle name. But um, so his initials are R-A-S. And so the reason why my grandparents did it that way is they didn't want his initials to be A-R-S. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the Betty to drop. Yeah, they didn't oh, want him to go so by funny. R-S. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. And I'm glad that they thought about that, you mm. know? Definitely. And this was before like social media and everyone could, I don't know, see what you were naming your kids. So yeah, 100%. Good on them. Moving on. A lot of fans were super excited when it was finally released that Zac Efron would be joining the high school musical reunion that um, Disney was putting on for their Disney family sing-along, which was on TV across the uh, US last week. So um, other people like Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Tisdale and Corbin Blue were announced before Zach with many people wondering if he would actually do it because he's not really the type of person to get involved in this kind of thing. The cast filmed their parts remotely. They sang We're All In This Together, of course. But when the special aired on TV, Zach only came on to introduce the song and he didn't actually take part in any of it. So it took a while for him to actually say, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And then he doesn't even do it properly. I was like annoyed about that. I think, and I don't know if this is actually confirmed or anything, but I think that he was basically like, oh man, my internet connection is really bad. So I can't really do it properly. Oh no. (laughs) Whatever. And the video of him introducing them is actually quite bad quality to be fair. But I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like as a celebrity, how do you have such a bad internet connection? It makes no sense. Oh, okay. So you're saying that the quality was bad enough to it to be slightly believable? 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I would enjoy watching them do a sing along because it's. It, how long ago was High School Musical? Was it like over ten years ago? Over ten years ago. Yeah, one hundred percent. So it's like it's nice, but why now? Like if it was like the ten year anniversary or the twenty year anniversary, like why were they? Doing I think it? that it started because Ashley Tisdale put like her dancing to the song on TikTok, and then Vanessa Hudgens got involved as well. And then remember how Vanessa Hudgens went on about you know, coronavirus and how people should die. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, it was all around that time. So I think that that's what happened. So, um, but what I don't understand is that like even Beyonce took time out of her day to sing When You Wish Upon a Star for the sing-along because it wasn't just the high school musical stuff, it was Disney. So why couldn't Zac Efron do it? If Beyonce did it, come on, what the hell? Yeah, I wonder if he doesn't actually sing. <laughs> like well, High School Musical was the best of his ability. That was, I sort of had a theory that maybe he didn't participate because Disney wouldn't let him sing in the first movie. So I was like, is this his payback? Because they didn't let him sing in the first one. So he's like, well, they didn't let me sing in that movie. So I'm not going to sing this song from that movie online. Oh, good point. He did sing in the other ones. So I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Maybe he got some music lessons. <laughs> but I, I think the other theory could be that maybe he just feels like he's gone so much further than High School Musical. But I think if I was a fan and I saw that he only did the intro, I would be really disappointed because High School Musical was a stepping stone in his career to other things. At least it came across that way. Yeah, and, and he's never spoken badly about it. Like, he says that he enjoyed it, doing it and stuff. So, I don't know. Okay, maybe it was his internet connection. <laughs> and if so, get a better internet connection. Surely you plan this more than two days before. Yeah, 100%. Jesus, sack. All right, we'll be back in just a moment with the Pop Report, Six Sad World, and more ISO recommendations. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at PopFixPodcast, or we'd love to have you in our Facebook group, which you can find if you search PopFixPodcast on there. Welcome back to Pop Fix. It's time for the Pop Report, and this time it's all about Tiger King. Um, I know, Samma, it took you a while to watch it, but you've watched it now. What were your initial thoughts? I finally got there. I was scared that my dog would bark the whole way through it, and she did try, but we managed to keep her down. We watched the whole thing in one sitting. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I I just was captivated by how bizarre the story was. I don't like any of the people. I think um, Carol Baskin had a really sad story, um, a very confusing story, but she was essentially keeping animals in cages too. So I'm not sure what the point of the documentary was. Was it just to tell bizarre stories? Because if so, that's what it did. I don't think it was about the treatment of animals in any way but yeah I just couldn't believe what I was watching to be honest with you and now that you've watched it you know who Jeff Lowe is for those listening in case it's such a distant memory for you he's the guy who took over ownership of GW Zoo from Joe Exotic and used to stuff tiger cubs into suitcases and sneak them into hotel rooms in Vegas so lovely guy that one but Jeff decided to do a Reddit AMA and he got absolutely roasted and it is hilarious some of the questions that people asked I cannot get over it. one of them and I'm gonna say one of these words wrong I know um, but one person asked as a senior citizen why do you dress yourself up like an anthropo- anthropomorphized can of monster energy 
That was my favorite too. I know. Now I, I'm like, I get what that means. That's great. Someone else asked, do you think someday your wife Lauren will wise up and feed you to the tigers, completing the cycle and fulfilling the ancient prophecies? <laughs> While a third was like, Fuck. how long do you think it'll be before you're behind bars where you belong? Which is, I mean, that's kind of awkward. Yeah. Other questions included things like, hey, Jeff, big fan. I'm just curious that in a show featuring a woman who fed her husband to tigers, a sociopathic abuser who tried to have her killed, a walking ponytail with a tiger <laughs> with a tiger sex harem, and a murderous drug kingpin, how do you manage to come off as the biggest arsehole? You're not meant to like any of these people, but for some reason they do come across in elements, like certain times they come across likeable. Um, I'm not saying I like any of these people at all. But I thought Jeff Lowe uh, was pretty forthright with some information. He definitely ignored the people who were roasting him. But he revealed some crazy stuff. So someone asked, like, how did Netflix approach you? And he said that the people who produced the show were the ones that approached them. And they framed it to Carol as um, a show warning against the dangers of keeping tigers. And that they represented the show to him and Joe that it was an expose on Carol Baskin so that's why we see all this footage of Joe being a total maniac talking about Carol Baskin but essentially they misrepresented the show to everyone. Marnie do you remember Tim Stark he was the guy with the monkey and he went in with Jeff to redo the zoo essentially yeah 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 yeah. Apparently the breakdown of their partnership was because Tim was losing his license to work with animals and he let 27 of them quote roast in a trailer so I'm assuming that means he let them die and this last one there was this other piece of information that I really really fucking hope isn't true because it's so disturbing but apparently um, when Joe was incarcerated they were able to you know do get a warrant and search his whole house and they found a flash drive which has evidence that Joe Exotic and John Finley were having quote sexual relations with animals at the park uh, how fucking disturbing oh uh, that's bad disgusting but, like, I don't know if I, we should believe Jeff or not, but I hope that one's not oh, true. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely got it in for Joe. So, yeah, I don't know if he would say horrible things about him. Probably he would. Um, did you watch the uh, extra episode that came out recently? No, like- I've been meaning to, but I just think I need a break from, <laughs> from watching those people. But I, I hear good things. What what did you think, Manny? Uh, no, it was good. It was quite interesting. They were saying things like... Um, Joe was actually terrified of the tigers and working with the tigers. Um, I think John, no, uh, I don't think John said that. Uh, The other guy said it, the producer guy, um, whose name I have just forgotten. Um, And John Finley had a huge makeover and like looked so different. He's got his fresh teeth, a weird, a weird beard. He had glasses. He was wearing clothes. I was like, who is this person? (laughs) Yeah. He didn't wear a shirt for that whole series. I'm, I don't know That's why. That's so weird. <laughs> Apparently it was to show off his tattoos, but I don't know. <laughs> weird. There is another rumor going around that I thought was quite funny, and it said that Jeff looks quite like Carol's first husband, but I think a lot of people have thought that it was uh, Don Lewis, the guy that went missing. So he kind of addressed that theory when someone asked, and he was like, she's not my type. If I was stuck on a deserted island with her, I would fuck a coconut. So... Lovely man. Wow. We know that he's got some weird standards yeah. of women. Remember he told his wife after she gave birth to get to the gym. Oh, Do God. people forget that Carol was in an abusive relationship like her first husband? Like she ran away from? Yeah. 
I don't know. Probably. I feel like Carol's getting a lot of hate online. I do think that she thinks that she is, you know, mightier than, is that the word, mightier than thou? Is that like a saying? Mm -hmm. But like she really just has tigers in cages as well. So I'm kind of like, oh, you're not that much better. You're just trying to make yourself sound better. But speaking of her husband, the one that went missing, Don Lewis, they're actually making a spin-off of Tiger King. I don't know if it's actually the same people that produced Tiger King, but it's a spin-off called Investigating the Strange World of Joe Exotic, and it will focus on Carol and the disappearance of Don Lewis. So the people that are making it, they're called Investigation Discovery, and they said in a statement about the new show, love her or hate her, Carol is now in the center ring of the big cat circus. Is she a selfless crusader and protector of animals who found unimaginable strength despite the mysterious disappearance of her husband or are we witnessing Carol Baskin's master plan finally take effect? Despite her claims of innocence, did she orchestrate the disappearance of Don Lewis to seize control of his fortune, consolidate power and lay waste to her foes? No one seems to be talking except for one man and that man is at the centre of ID's upcoming investigative series. So apparently Joe has all these like extra secrets and things that didn't make it into Tiger King and that's what they're going to be talking about in this new series. Oh my god, this is I can already tell from that little um, bio you just read out that the show isn't going to present any like facts or theories, it's just going to be salacious material after salacious material. And it'll be interesting to see how Joe is actually involved given that he's in prison. Yeah, how are they going to make that work? I don't know. I just think that if Carol really did kill her husband and feed them to the tigers, then she's either insane or really stupid to be on a Netflix series, which brings her so much further into the spotlight. She's going to have so much attention on her now. My my theory is her husband had a secret money stash in Costa Rica and he started a new life there. I reckon he is dead. You think he's dead? <laughs> what do you think happened to him? Do you think he was fed to the tigers? Look, yeah. Really? <laughs> you think Carol's <laughs> an evil mastermind? <laughs> yep, she is an evil mastermind. Ooh. She thought that Tiger King was going to be like the big cat version of Blackfish, but in reality it was all about, well, not all about, but it focused so much on that mystery. And there's no way that she's going to be part of this new show, obviously. Like she hated Tiger King. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't even know when this show is going to be released. I'm assuming that they have a lot of old footage so that it just needs to be edited together. But otherwise, we could be waiting ages until after coronavirus, like, you know, actually allows people in the film and TV industry to work. But I mean, I'm hoping it comes out soon because I would really like to watch that. Yeah, we want some salacious material. We don't want answers. We won't get answers. But we want to know more about Don Lewis and how he got fed to the tigers. <laughs> yes. I really hope that's not true. It's so messed up. <laughs> so messed up, but entertaining, right? We, we love that story. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. But first, a quick reminder to rate and review the show if you're enjoying it because it really helps us and we'll love you forever if you do. You're listening to Pop Fix and it's time for Is It Worth It? We've got a few recommendations to get you through ISO and Samma, you've been watching Quibi, which we mentioned in the last episode, I think. How's that been going? It's, uh, look, yeah. <laughs> Good start um, then. <laughs> I am so conflicted. I was really super excited to watch Chrissy's Court, as you well know. Let's start off with how the whole thing works. So you get a 90 day free trial, which I think is 
pretty generous and I'm not sure how they're going to be making money because I think a lot of people will stop watching it. But it's really weird having it on your phone. I think having it landscape-wise is better than portrait-wise because it just feels like a glorified Snapchat story if I'm watching it on my phone. The, the content's really short. It's I don't think even a lot of them are 10 minutes long. I think a lot of them are like 8 minutes, 6 minute long episodes. So Chrissy's Court took a while to get into. I think it got pretty good by the third episode. And I think I was just getting used to the format of watching it on such a small screen. But Chrissy's Court's really funny. She is superb as a judge. Um, she takes it pretty seriously, but she also has a good laugh. Her mum is so funny. She can't ever get her one line right. It's beautiful. <laughs> is that kind of like the all rise kind of thing? Is that what that is? Yes. Like, yes. Oh, is that is it actually? The honourable Chrissy Teigen, and she stumbles over honourable every single time. It's, oh, amazing. It's pretty cute. And I tried to watch some other shows. I watched Punked. So do you remember Ashton Kutcher's version of Punked? Is there a Punked on this? Yeah. I loved Punked. So they've remade wow. Punked with Chance the Rapper as oh. the host. Um, I gotta say, the the pranks are pretty like intense. I don't think they're that funny. So, I don't know. It's a bit odd. I mean, I try to watch other shows, but also I'm not watching stuff on my phone all the time. Yeah. So I think this is perfect for like public transport maybe, but we're all stuck inside anyways. Yeah, you, you want to watch something on a TV with a bigger screen. Yeah, I think there's rumours that they will make it uh, so you can put it on the big screen. So hopefully they do that because I would watch it more. Can you flip your phone or you can't? It just has yeah, to be long. no, you can, you can. At first I couldn't. It like There was a glitch and it just wouldn't let me turn my phone. So once I was able to do that, it was a better experience. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a bit of a weird one. I don't know. I don't know if I'll give that one a go. From me, like many of the people listening, I'm sure I've been going on a lot of walks since we've been in ISO. So um, I recently started listening to the podcast Dying for Sex, which I know I'm a little bit behind on. I think it came out a few months ago, um, but I just finished it yesterday and it is like this great little piece of storytelling. So um it's this isn't a spoiler or anything. It's about this woman, Molly, who finds out that she's got terminal breast cancer and she decides to leave her husband and just start going out on these wild dates. And the stories are just like so funny. And she's telling them with her best friend. And um, it's it's really great. But there's obviously like a really serious undertone to it. She's dying. Um, and the final episode is so emotional. I, I listened to it yesterday and I was on a walk and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm like tearing up listening to this but it's it's really good and like great for just like if you're going out for a walk getting your steps up and stuff if you feel like having a cry while you walk yeah I mean the first five it's only six episodes I think so the first five episodes are just like funny and then the last episode does get quite serious and another thing that I recently binged it's so random and anyone that knows me is going to be like that sounds really not like you and I actually watched it because I was listening to a podcast and a girl recommended it and she was like this isn't my normal kind of thing but I'm loving it so I was like okay right well I guess I'll give it a go because Kieran asked if I wanted to watch it and I was like eh, okay why not I'm intrigued so, this sounds it's, salacious it's, it's not really salacious but it is called it's on Netflix Formula One Drive to Survive and there's two <laughs> seasons of it 
And each season covers a year in the sport and there is so much drama to it. I really enjoyed it. It was kind of sad though because at the end of the 2019 season, everyone's so excited for 2020 and they keep, you know, like I was too. At the end of 2019, (laughs) I was telling everyone, I was like, 2020 is going to be my year, guys. But yeah, little do they know, you know, the coronavirus is going to very drastically affect their sport. I think that they maybe got to have one race this year, maybe not even. But yeah, it's super crazy, the show. I I didn't realise that the sport is only made up of 20 drivers, which is hectic. And the crashes, yeah, only 20 drivers are in Formula One. How? How is that even... That seems way too little. Yeah, it's 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 not many people at all. The episodes kind of focus on certain teams and drivers. It's crazy the rivalries between the people in the teams, like they're in a team together but they're so competitive and the drama, guys. The drama is insane. It made me realize that Daniel Ricardo, who's our Aussie driver, he's a bit of a wanker. And Lewis Hamilton is pretty amazing, actually. He's the number one guy in the sport. And he's just like humble and lovely. And yeah, I love him. Aww. Aww. It's a shame about the Aussie ruining it, ruining our country. Yeah. And he's quite good looking. So I was like, you know, he, he seems kind of cool and like whatever. But then I watched the show and I was like, oh, no, you're a bit of a wanker. The things he was saying, I was like, oh, God. Um, look, I don't know. You're kind of selling it to me, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'll watch that one. All right, moving on to Six Sad World. Samma, what have you got for us? So let's start with the first ever Australian to break COVID-19 quarantine. The first ever. He's been sentenced to six months jail time and a $2,000 fine. So he's a 35-year-old man from Perth and he'd recently travelled from Victoria. So he was ordered to spend quarantine in a hotel provided to him. Um, I know it's not the ideal situation, but at least you've got somewhere to stay, right? But he was apparently spotted outside the hotel five times and even took public transport all so he could go visit his girlfriend. He broke quarantine, which is only like, what, two weeks? Yeah, it's only two weeks. And I love that you're like a 35-year-old man, a 35-year-old boy. (laughs) <laughs> why could he not why could he not listen to the rules and I think that um in the end he will probably only go to jail for one month I think that they might have taken off a few months of what he was meant to get but honestly what the fuck dude if you're forced into quarantine just do it you've been traveling and then to go on public transport like if he was an asymptomatic carrier that is bullshit like just putting so many people in danger so irresponsible and I think some of it was that he just wanted food. He just wanted food. Like, Order. You're in a hotel. Yeah. Order your food. What the fuck? I don't I don't get it. Like, honestly, just FaceTime your partner, man. Like, it's two weeks. It's not the end of the world. And the most stupid thing about all of this is apparently he left her house and went back to quarantine because they had a fight. So he broke quarantine to go spend time with her. And then they ended up fighting. Are you serious? That is so dumb. He seems like the perfect person to be the first person to get arrested and sentenced. <laughs> and like like you said, you're 30 he's 35. <laughs> like no excuses. Come on, get your shit together. It's 2 weeks. Yeah, 100%. Just watch TV all day. Order room service. Watch Formula 1, drive to survive. Jeez. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you know the term Karen, right? I do, I do. 
if no one listening knows what it is, it's like a word used to describe a type of woman who is white, middle-aged, middle-class, who frequently asks to see the manager of an establishment. The Karens of the world um, are banding together and saying that Karen is a slur. And uh, I think that one of the people on, to make this like popular, it seems, is this woman called Julie Bindle, who on Twitter called it out and said Karen is a slur. But heaps of people have pointed out that the fact that Julie uses derogatory phrases against the trans community. So people are now calling her a transphobic Karen, which, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. So, Marnie, is, is Karen a slur in your opinion? Jesus, no. And I loved it on Twitter. Like, people were saying, you know, Karen is not a slur in the same word that the N-word is a slur. Just no. Don't even, like, people are pointing out the fact that slurs rely on violence and power dynamics to carry the weight that they do. So it just doesn't work to Karens because they are being called out for wielding and misusing their power. That is so true. Uh, Washington Post opinion editor Karen Atia, she also put it really well on Twitter, saying that the N-word was a tool of white supremacy Karen gives the historically oppressed a tool to discuss white supremacy. And she's a Karen herself, okay? She knows. Yeah, Karen only by yeah, name. exactly, not by nature. It's probably worthwhile to point out that she's an African-American woman too. So seeing Julie Bindle throw around the word slur, um, it would just be so frustrating for her. And, I, and there was this other woman called Alicia Sanchez-Gill who also is on Twitter and she she describes herself as a queer Afro-Latinx survivor and she replied to Bindle saying Karen was a term created specifically by black women to talk about white women's interpersonal and state violence against us and our communities calling the police on us for getting coffee threatening to have us fired talking down at us at work and she pointed out that now when Karen's uh, talking to those people in that way at work, they are now deemed essential because they're cafe workers or stuff like that. So it's just like, why? what would make you think you can come out and say, especially when you've, you've been transphobic yourself and used slurs yourself, wh- what makes you think you can go out there and say saying Karen is a slur? Just... Oh, what a dick. I'm sorry. Like, what a dick. <laughs> I also think it's funny. What a Karen. What a Karen. Um, people on Twitter are using that line that I know that, like, a lot of people have used before to be like, I'm not racist kind of thing. You know, they'll be like, well, my best friend is insert race here, so I'm allowed to say that. So people are saying things like, I've dated white women before, so I'm allowed to say Karen with a hard N. So- <laughs> I just like there are heaps of them. So if you want to be entertained for a little while, go on Twitter and look for things like that. But if you are offended by the term Karen, you need to sit down and just really think about why you're offended. And finally, some good news. Samma, it can be quite difficult to find good news at the moment, but what have you got? I actually did not know about this until probably a couple days ago, but there's this concert that Lady Gaga curated called One World Together at Home, and it's all of these celebrities coming together. So we obviously had Lady Gaga, we had Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and Stephen Colbert hosting the event, which was all done online because everyone's at home. It included performances from like Taylor Swift... 
uh, Jason Segal was on there, Niall Horan, Heidi, uh, Heidi Klum, so many amazing people, and they were all coming together to talk about um, uplifting stories, to highlight all the essential workers, and of course do some performances as well. So we had Rita Ora perform I Will Never Let You Down, even Jack Black showed up, and this was all to band together to raise money for the efforts to stop coronavirus, essentially. Um, and lots of people are calling it like this generation's live aid, which I thought was quite interesting. But it's all done from home, so it's nothing like we've been able to see before. It's pretty cool like that all of these people managed to organise this huge live stream. One thing that I was kind of surprised about um, when it was announced was how did Delta Goodrum manage to get involved? It is so random. <laughs> You don't think she's a big enough celebrity? Uh, Look, no, I know she dated Nick Jonas briefly, (laughs) but I'm going to say no. Um, But she's won herself (laughs) a lot of fans around the world who are just really impressed by her set. One fan was, well, I mean, a new fan, an old fan, I don't know. Um, One fan wrote, I will never understand why the world is sleeping on Delta Goodrum. She's like a Victoria's Secret model with the voice of Celine Dion, the songwriting skills of Taylor Swift, and the heart of Princess Diana. And someone else added, today I learned who Delta Goodrum is and that she has a range like Celine Dion. While another was like, wow, today is the day I became a Delta Goodrum stan. I can't believe I've gone my whole life without knowing who Delta is. She should be topping the charts with a voice like that. Good on her. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I wonder if Delta Goodrum it, like has burned a lot of bridges or something because everyone has a point. She is gorgeous. She seems relatively nice and an amazing singer. So there might be something behind this story. Ooh, do you reckon she's like an Ellen? Ooh, only time will tell. <laughs> but I'm just honestly so happy to see celebrities coming together and doing something like this. And I wonder if they will continue to do concerts at, at home. I know they probably won't need to in the future, but it's a fantastic idea that I assume Lady Gaga really uh, pioneered. Because everyone's able to pre-record their sets. They're able to just edit the whole thing and just put it on Amazon Prime, I believe. I'm not sure where else you can watch it. But they should do it all the time, in my opinion, to fundraise for any kind of issue that needs support. All right, that's all we have time for today. Thanks so much for joining us this week on Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like iTunes and Spotify. And if you could leave us a five-star rating and review, that would be seriously amazing. Samma, where can we find you on Insta? You can find me at underscore Samma Rose underscore. And you can find me at Marnie Dixit. We'll be back in a week. We'll chat to you then. Bye. Bye. Do you feel it now? Do you, do you, do you?